After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Kept alive, Sorelli back to the point and a shot in traffic taken by Chernick. Went off a stick and wide of the goal. Leafs play it out at center. Matthews upended. Brought back by Hagel in on the left wing. Hagel centers! Campbell is saved! They score! With 1.56 left in the overtime, the Tampa Bay Lightning have staved off elimination. And game seven will be played in Toronto on Saturday night. And, and don't we all have the fondest memory of those? Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here walking you through, unfortunately, a 4-3 overtime loss to the Leafs. Gordo, I'll let you start because I'll be honest. When I, how I'm sitting with this loss right now, I feel like it's honestly never going to happen. And this team's never going to win a playoff round again. You have a one goal lead in the third period. You get a phantom high stick and then you have a brain dead one falls it immediately up. Tampa ties it. You outshoot him in overtime. Oh boy, where have we heard this before? And all of a sudden it's Tampa that comes through and now we have to go through it again. Game seven. So I guess I said I was going to let you start and then I went on a big rant. I'm going to be quiet now and let you give, I, I hope, a little perspective, Gord Stelling. Well, you know, I, I mentioned during the second intermission that 29 years ago, I was doing color with Joe Bowen in Los Angeles game six, and it looked like the Leafs were going to win that particular game and win the series. It got decided by a missed call by Kerry Fraser, the uh, Gretzky high stick on Doug Gilmore. It led to a uh, LA Kings end up winning it in overtime. Uh, I, I get a similar feeling here because I thought, all in all, I like the fact that they weren't calling everything. Agreed. And then Cal Foote did a great, like, he'd be, I'd pick him on my team for charades. So or they, soccer. They, so they call one, and then unfortunately get a second one down, and, you know, that's that's a horrible call. That's a horrible way to impact the game if you're the officials. Okay, so now we move on from that. Actually, one more quick point on that. I don't think it should be reviewed, but there have been things in the past that have happened in the playoffs that say, you know what, we're changing the rules. That's now reviewable. I know the Duchesne offside play was what kind of kickstarted this all, and I know that was a regular season game, but you think about the ability to review whether it's a major penalty or not. Right. That goes back to Vegas and, and San Jose. And again, I, I there were so many more chances for them to go on and win this game, but... It is just egregious to me that you have a mistake that gets made like that when review could have easily corrected it. Well, and, and when you're letting them play. I'll go back to being quiet. I know, but no, but when you're letting them play, and that's the call you make. And I, I was okay with letting them play. But then, Agreed. But Jim, Ralph, Jim was just saying at the end, um, terrible, terrible, unfortunate giveaway by Kerfoot on one goal, and you give up a shorthanded goal. Like, I mean, those yep. are killers. Those are killers. These are the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. So they're going to, and again, in overtime, you'll play them. But when they get an opportunity, they put it in the waning moments. And there's a lot, so many positives to draw from the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Jack Campbell continues to be a positive to come back from a 2 nothing deficit in Tampa Bay this time. But we'll talk about those. But again, Game 7. Okay, Brent, this is the first time that this modern-day team has played Game 7 at home with the crowd. Okay, they played in a bubble. So at home with the crowd. So that's what's different than all those times in Boston. Uh, and no bubble. So, you know, they got to do it. They got to hopefully find a way to do it. If they play as well as they do tonight, I got to think they'll be able to do it. I, I just, 
you know, Austin Matthews was neutralized more games three and four because they could put the checking line. He was a monster tonight. He, he was. was a force tonight. He was very, very impressive. Uh, yeah, I just like like a couple of big gaffes. Power play was terrible. They didn't have many power play opportunities, but it was terrible. So I know it was a two-man advantage Tampa Bay scored on rather than a one-man advantage, but, you know, that also hurt them. So the little things got them. Man, they had some, it seemed like great chances, but Hagel had the best chance of anyone to end it in regulation time and a win for Tampa Bay. I thought that karma might go the Leafs' way, and there were some there were some good chances. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, karma going, karma going the Leafs way. I feel like I know they won the Matthews lottery, but has it ever happened since? Like, man, man, oh man, Gord. I, I it's just you. They are so due. They are oh so due. I go back to the the playoffs against Montreal last year, and they're bat. What is it? Twelve one. They outshot the Canadians, and they couldn't. They couldn't get it done. They couldn't squeak it past. But to your point. They were pushing, they were pressuring, but you know what they weren't doing a ton in overtime? And now this is part of the philosophy of the team. They love to exactly. They yeah. love I, I felt like I was nine years old watching the Sundine era Leafs going, shoot, shoot. Me and you were sitting there screaming it because that's what you need to do. You look at the Tampa goal. It wasn't some beautiful, breathtaking passing play. Throw it on net, get a bounce, and throw some bodies at net and get get more bounces. Yeah, that's you know, I I, I agree with you because I like that. Then in overtime, you're tired. There's a fatigue factor. And also Vasilevsky, like like one goal was a soft goal. One of the Tavares' goals mm-hmm. that looked like Spezza had tipped it in, but you know, that that was a soft one, and and he was bobbling a little bit. So yeah, a hundred percent. Uh they were trying kind of the long alley oop passes a little bit to varying degrees of but you know, I, I got just so many positives to see how they played. Like so, when you when you did play well, when you when you're breaking down the minutia, it, it it is just thud. It's just it it is, you know, it it is kind of heartbreaking. I think a game six at home, they had a chance to win against the Boston Bruins. Easter Sunday it was a mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon game, but you know what? They they didn't give the effort the second half of that game. They gave the effort tonight. They really gave the effort tonight. They wrote to try to win it. Uh, so now we look at this history they wanted to avoid. And it comes down to Saturday night. Do they do they get this incredible monkey off their back? And I'm telling you, if they win it, I really believe they're my pick to win the Stanley Cup. And I, I really think, you know, free at last, that they would be unencumbered. Uh, they wouldn't have that pressure of playoffs gone by. And, uh, you, and you would have slain the Dragon, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. So we'll have a lot of time to preview and talk about it. I'm looking forward to, of course, to, uh, talking a lot about it Saturday. And, of course, Leafs Nation postgame. That'll be a beauty whichever way it goes on Saturday. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just, right now you're saying we don't want this script anymore. Okay. But we're, but we have it now. Now we have it, you know? So, so let's hope it has a different ending. Cause I, I, again, we got 48 hours to chat about it, but I, I, regardless of how well they've played this series to have a three, two lead in the series and lose a game seven again, that's a tough sell. Yeah, let's please not let's please please not do that. Uh, of course, that's that's now happening Saturday. Uh, there's there's a lot to get to from this. A couple things I want to pick up from from the overtime there. It's funny. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know how you watch overtime. I've just sat here and watched an overtime with you. But I know for me, anytime a guy gets a puck on his stick, I'm always just thinking about the narrative or what kind of. And Kerfoot had a moment. He had a great look. You know, chooses to pass off. Tavares had a look that just kind of rolled off of Vasilevsky. And I'm sitting there going. If John Tavares, after hearing everything he heard through the first four games of this series, and rightfully so to a certain extent, if if the captain would have had hat trick clinching overtime goal to move you out of the first round, like I can only imagine what that would have been. 
say lovey uh not 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 the case here uh, they'll they'll have their chance on saturday but man i uh it's just it is such an unbelievably crushing loss the one thing i will say though is we always talk about it we talked about it with the last comeback win does this team feel different it does feel different. This wasn't a group that was gritting and bearing through overtime. This wasn't a team that was like me, constantly complaining about the officials all night. For the most part, they they played through it and they they played well in overtime. They bounced back after that that tough break at the end of the game with the five on three. So I think, like you mentioned, there's a lot of good things uh, to get through tonight. We'll hear from some of the Leafs as well. Probably hear from our buddy Luke Fox. But we will uh, pick apart some of those good things from a four three. Overtime loss, series knotted up at threes. We're going to game seven Saturday night at Scotiabank Arena. Uh, get get heart meds, whatever it is you need. Get it, get it ready for Saturday, folks. Brent Gutting, Gord Stellick. We will continue to break it down right here on Leaf Station Postgame on Sportsnet 5. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. We are going to a Game 7. That'll be Saturday night at Scotiabank Arena. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick walking you through a Game 6 loss for the Leafs. 4-3 is the final in overtime. Our first over- overtime game of the series. Braden Point squeaking one through the pads of, of Jack Campbell. You know, I, w- I want to talk about Matthews. He he was tremendous for this team tonight. But I feel like we got to sit on Jack Campbell for, for a minute. Uh, he stops 32 of 36. You know, that's a below 900 save percentage. But man, 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 did he battle tonight. He made some huge saves. You know, that five on three very easily could have had a couple goals go across. And I know Brandon Hagel missed a golden chance there. But uh, I, I thought Campbell battled tonight uh, in a big, big way for this team. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, the, I don't know if I could say it other series, more remembering the Boston series, but the Leafs didn't have the edge after six games in those series. This one, they have the edge after six six games. Jack Campbell's been... The, to me, the better goaltender after six games. I mean, it it doesn't amount to hill of beans if they don't win game number seven. But positive starting with Jack Campbell. Uh, positives, yeah, positives. It's, it's just the big faux pas. And 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 in, and in Tampa Bay's case, they weren't as evident. They weren't as obvious. The the, the big faux pas that went to Maple Leafs. But Jack Campbell heading in game seven. You know, Freddie Anderson last time that was his worst game he ever had. Jake Gardner, Jake Gardner had a terrible game, one game seven. Mm-hmm. Freddie had a couple bad ones against Boston, one especially, like the first goal went from an impossible angle. And again, I've mentioned that Jack Campbell's giving the type of goaltending the Leafs used to get years ago with Ed Balfour and Curtis Joseph. So you know that that's nice to see. That's what gives you a chance to win playoff rounds, and that's the last time they won playoff rounds. Yeah, that's right. You need you need not good goaltending, but you need great goaltending, and you need the guy to be great when when you have the moment where you stub your toe and you give up a two on one, or you give up a breakaway, or you give up those odd man chances. And Campbell has more times than not kind of answered the bell. You know, the the Leafs now move to I believe it's zero and eight in the Marner's Matthew era or Matthews Marner era of chances to close out a series. It's 0-9 if you go back to 2013, but I'm not going to make them wear that one because they weren't on the team now. Right. I think heading into this year, so much of the talk about those two has been, have you been able to get it done? Matthews maybe a little less so. I thought both guys were tremendous tonight. Now, I can quibble with Marner. There were definitely a few moments in OT where I thought, man, be less cute with it and just get it on net. But here's the thing. Mitch Marner's a 100-point player because he's cute with it a lot of times. And again, I, I would have liked him to shoot a little more, but I think the biggest takeaway you can go is the question we had coming into this game is, 
can this group close? Can they do it? Are they chokers? And I think that nothing got answered tonight because there was still one more game and you still have to clear the hurdle. But they didn't lose tonight because Matthews didn't show up and they didn't lose tonight because Marner didn't either. Yeah, no question, no question. And and that is, and again, Montreal really added to that record because they had chances to, multiple Mm -hmm. chances to close that series out and they didn't didn't capitalize on it. And, you know, Justin Williams is Mr. Game 7 and then made a career of that and, you know, that's what you're just hoping somebody starts that in the Toronto Maple Leaf legacy. Uh, I, I I think it was four years ago, Joel Quenville was the head coach of the number one Chicago Blackhawks back then. And he was the one that just marveled, said, man, I, I recognize, I recognize this. This is kind of like when Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tave started. And I, I'm seeing in Toronto something really, really special. Well, that was four years ago, maybe five. So uh, uh, time's up. And whatever it may be, whatever. It, so this, you go back to your game four effort. You yep. wouldn't have to be here uh, if if you competed harder in game number four and had a better chance to win the game. So uh, the let's see what the big guns can do on Saturday. Uh, tonight, I thought, uh, boy, Keith Jones said they had no chance. And he's, uh, to me, a respected analyst. And he just meant that Tampa, right, Bay, Tampa Bay, well, <laughs> Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay strength at home. And uh, the fact these guys have won their last eight consecutive playoff series, they're the only guys that can say that. And winning that fourth game is really, really hard. And we haven't done in Toronto in 18 years. 18 years. And, and we're still waiting. We got a chance again on, on Saturday. You yeah, know, don't make it 19. Yeah, no, please, please don't. Please don't. Please don't make it 19. Uh, you know, what? one other thing that, that kind of jumped out to me is, you know, I liked a lot of the things the Leafs did in this game. I thought they played very sound, strong hockey, but... I think the positive to take out of that as well is that it does feel like there's another level, you know, a guy like TJ Brody and, you know, he more times than not makes up for it, but it just felt like he was a little uncomfortable with the puck tonight. Even Giordano, you know, he is normally so, you know, safe and secure and right on net. A few moments of him kind of holding on to it too long, more more so in the defensive zone. Uh, Justin Hall, I thought did have a strong game, but it's just, if you're sitting here saying, okay, how can this get better for game seven? I mean, you, you need to take this game and you need to raise it another level because you know, Tampa's going to do that. It feels like your, your goaltending, if it can be what you got tonight, you're probably okay. You know, if your big forwards are all going to do what they got tonight you're probably okay but I think there is kind of another level and it's not a huge jump but it's just these little fine mistakes that it felt like almost every D was making and even a guy we love Morgan Riley there's one moment oh just a, like a an awful giveaway that ended up not mattering because Campbell covered up yeah it seemed like as far as keeping the puck in the Leaf zone Tampa Bay had more success but then as you mentioned it's like the Leafs scrambled work hard to make sure it didn't come up to a great scoring chance so uh, but again it's just the two glaring mistakes about and, and them capitalizing on it. And, you know, really that's the difference at the end about the, the, the blatant giveaway by Kerfoot and then the shorthanded goal and, you know, Spets and that just not getting it in and, and they're able to come back and Sorelli get that shorthanded. So you know, Toronto didn't, uh, didn't really capitalize on, again, I'm repeating myself no, from where we started, but it's, it's just go Cause it's funny. The, um, the sounder we the bumper we had coming back into Leafs Nation post game was we'll help you get down from the high of the game. Um, <laughs> these people don't need help. Yeah, up no, there. we're good. This is this is this was uh, when overtime started. I was kind of kidding to was just saying, boy, what a what a contrast that the two Leaf Nation post games will be. Uh, it will be like over the top crazy. We were gonna we were talking mm-hmm. about taking calls again, which would have been just calls of someone just yelling inane stuff. How off, right. awesome they are, but that would have been the mood, the temperature of our audience. Where now I feel like that that old show Frasier, you know, mm. that you're kind of helping people on radio that I'm listening. And uh, they're just, we're all, when I say we're all in it together, we've been through this before and just hoping, again, repeating ourselves for, and 
man, I really believe in these guys. I picked them in seven, mm -hmm. to be clear. Uh, I did so pick did them, I. but I picked so them in I. seven. So that's what it comes down to. And and uh, let's see for all Leaf fans out of there, all Leaf suffering, long-suffering fans out there, that they can change the narrative. You know, you've uh, you've talked about the crowd. It's been so different this year, but I do think tomorrow is, or sorry, Saturday is going to be different. Not to say the crowd won't bring it, but there has been in the building before a nervous energy surrounding these games. You know, again, it hasn't been the case for two years because there hasn't been anybody in there. Okay, I know there was, what, like 2,500 people there for game seven against Montreal. That doesn't count. That doesn't really matter. I, I'm really curious to see how the crowd is tomorrow. I think it's going to be raucous from the start, but I also think there's a world where it can be a nervous building and the energy, the ghosts in the past, all of that. Having said that, you go out there and, you know, I'll, I'll pick a guy. Oh, just pick a guy. Say Michael Bunting goes, runs around, does something, you know, gets under somebody's skin. Matthews has a couple good looks early. It feels to me like, I mean, again, we always do the thing, start on time, start on time, start on time. But when you when you look at that game that we're going to have on, here on Saturday, it feels like the start is so crucial because not just for the team to get their C leagues in them, but also you want the the fans to feel that way as well. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember which one, whether it was Toronto or the Bell Center in Montreal that had the 2,500 fans and sat them all together. Yeah, was I it think Toronto. That, I think that was. Yeah, but I kind of remember. think, isn't there matter. COVID? All I yeah. all I remember, <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest, from the 2,500 who got in was it was a lot of like healthcare workers. Yeah, and they were letting in Canadians fans. I'm sorry, there's only 2,500. You tell me there's not 2,500 Leaf fans who are nurses and everything in the city. Well, there's I mean, a diplomatic immunity for the wonderful world of uh, wonderful work done by the, by the healthcare all workers. Right, but right. the other one is when I go back to 29 years ago that the the high stick that was missed game seven. Wayne Gretzky always talks about it. That was the best game he ever played at Maple Leaf Gardens. So, because the Leafs played great, they battled, they battled, and this is where hopefully Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, so Walter Michael would, Bunting Walter would have been there. We need to get Brian there. We need to get Paul there. Brian Matthews, Paul Marner. I'm trying to think. I don't know what John well, Tavares. I'm sure is. they're all there. That's They'll right. all be there. But get just, uh, but just that, that kind of just screaming for a big game, a Wayne Gretzky type game that he talks about. You know, on Saturday night, and it was a Saturday night all those years ago, Game 7 in Toronto. Oh, I love the similarities and the symmetry you're bringing up there, Gord. Uh, something I did love tonight, John Tavares' game. The guy has worn a lot throughout the, the beginning of this series. He has shown up in a big, big way in the last two nights. Nearly got the hat trick in overtime, and I don't know what we would have been done. I, th I think I'd still be screaming, or maybe more, more correctly, Joe Bowen would still be screaming if, if that happened, uh, but it's not to be. Let's hear from the Leafs captain following the 4-3 loss. Yeah, hard fought. You know, obviously we... Uh... Okay, start, and uh, we battle back. And, um, you know, unfortunate the, the way it went in the third period, but I thought we regrouped well. We had our looks in OT. Uh, unfortunately, we just weren't the ones to cash in on uh, our opportunities. So, you know, we work hard all year to earn home ice, and we get a great opportunity going home in front of our fans, um, try to close this thing out. So just regroup here. Um, look forward to the opportunity. This is what the game's all about. So, um, is what it is. We got to move on from here, regroup, and, and uh, look forward to the chance back at home. You guys seem pretty frustrated now with the refs after they tied the game. What, what was kind of going on? I don't have any comments about the refs tonight. You guys have been talking about being a different group going into uh, these elimination games. Does it feel different to you that this was not, that the moment was too big for you? It was just a hard fought game that went the other way? We're just playing, uh, approaching like we have all year. You you work all off season and in training camp and throughout the season, 
to build your game and, and to go out there and, and you go out there and play and compete. And uh, just one shift at a time, it's extremely cliche. And, and just worrying about being in the moment and taking each day as it comes, each game as it comes. That's what we're focused on. So now, uh, obviously, we have to regroup here and look forward to the opportunity at home. And, and uh, like I said, it's a great opportunity. Um, so we had a great chance here tonight. We fought hard, just didn't get it done. So we got to find a way to uh, get over the finish line. Yeah, that's that's why I say we, you know, this opportunity is is a great one for us uh, to be at home. You work hard for it, and obviously to to have support have support from Leafs Nation. So, um, yeah, it should be a great a great atmosphere. It should be electric. So go up there and continue to just focus on playing our game and executing and and feeding off the energy. What, what did you like about how the team approached tonight's game? We just we just kept competing. We just kept our composure and we just kept playing and. Uh, so we worked to got the lead. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out. We're, we're able to hold it, uh, but we stayed with it. We, we kept pushing to find chances and opportunities. We had looks, you know, a couple hit off his knob, you know, so close. So uh, you just got to keep going. You got to keep fighting and, and find a way to uh, break through. Agreed. There is Leafs captain John Tavares. I, I, you know, I think two things. One, he doesn't want to provide his team any excuses. He does want to say, keep your pedal to the metal. And two, I think he likes his money in his wallet. And that's why I didn't want to comment uh, on the officiating. You know me, Gord. I love to complain about it. But to be perfectly honest, I love hearing the team not really mention it and not go there. Yes, there were problems with it. Yes, there were calls that got missed. Guess what? You have to move on. And here's the other thing. Complaining about it loudly isn't going to do you any favors heading into game seven. So I, I, I disagree with what he says in terms of, uh, I don't have any comments, but I think it's the right tact for the captain and the team to take. Yeah, because you got to focus the task at hand. And you think of, uh, you know, the Bill Buckner ball between his legs in the World Series between the Mets mm. and the Red Sox. There was a game seven. There was. The Steve Bartman Chicago Cubs play. There was a game seven. Yes. So, you know, the, those those plays didn't have to lead in infamy if you went out and got the job Kerry done Frazier, the next Gilmore, time. Wayne Gretzky. There was a game seven. There was a game seven. So, uh, yeah, to the point. So that's exactly it. And, you know. Wait a minute. The cursed franchise lost all those games. I don't like any of these examples. Well, the, ultimately, the Red Sox and the Cubs did win World Series, right? right? So their curse has ended. So, oh, and they had a wonder kid GM who did it. And Where have and I heard this before? And anyway, the hockey version is uh, Toronto Maple Leaf fans. So I, I, liked, I like to vary versus professionalism there there's no point to go about it you know and and and, and the, again I liked the way they were officiating the game before before that call and then it got weird because now in overtime they decided they were not going to make any calls and I can say I, I I I felt there could have been more penalties called against Tampa Bay versus Toronto in overtime just because the Leafs had the edge in play mm-hmm. but I, I'm not going to break down the minutiae there I'm more following scoring chances and other things and the the end-to-end play and, you know, pretty, pretty spirited, pretty spirited overtime period. Yeah. And look, here's the thing. We've all watched playoff hockey our whole lives. We know what the deal is, but uh, every guy on the ice knew you were going to have to kill somebody to get a call. And even then you'd really have to kill them to, to end up in the box. It's just, it's the way it always has been in this sports history. And quite frankly, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. As long as some type of standard is set and the players understand it, that that is a A okay with me, but I still reserve the right to uh, complain about any officiating if it uh, poorly affects the Leafs uh, go, going forward. Uh, Brett got it. Gord Stelic here. Leaf Station post game. Uh, Going to hear from some more of the uh, Leafs players. Might hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. And you know we're going to hear from our buddy Luke Fox. Uh, we will take a break before we do all that. Keep on listening. It is Leafs Station post game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. 
Brent Gunningord Stellick here walking you through the 4-3 overtime loss for the Leafs on the road in Tampa in game six. Uh, we just heard from John Tavares and Austin Matthews. Neither of them wanted to comment on the officiating, but I do have a quote from John Cooper here. John Cooper on the penalties to the Leafs in the third period. Quote, they earned them both and we took advantage and Gord I am shocked. I didn't know John Cooper was capable of giving the Leafs credit for anything, even taking penalties. He has been so dismissive of the Leafs in this series, and well, whenever they do anything good, it's just us not being our best. So, uh, I, I, of course, he finds the, a way to tweak the Leafs. Uh, again, Cooper's, Cooper has really worked the media in this series. A guy we've really worked this year, and he's been working on the Leafs beat. Our buddy, Luke Fox. You read him on sportsnet.ca. You see him on sportsnet. Luke, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. That was uh, that was a thrill ride there. I had no idea how it was going to end. Uh, one of those games that just the pressure just kept mounting and mounting and mounting. Uh, here we go, game seven. I mean, everyone pretty much everyone predicted it would go seven games, and these teams have been even. So let's do it. Let's let's do it now. So so here's the thing. Here here's where I'm at heading into this. Is you know I mean Luke, we've had these conversations uh, throughout the year. You know where my brain goes to you know immediate terror. But the thing is, is this feels a lot different than Leafs teams that have gone the distance in the past. This wasn't a team that folded and backed their way into a game seven. This wasn't a team that has had guys just flat out be no shows in the series. You know, you look at all the big boys. They come through tonight. Matthews was incredible. Tavares with a pair. Uh, Morgan Riley, maybe not so much tonight, but you look to his game the other night. And this feels like a team that's been the better team throughout the series. Everything that you felt, or at least I've felt about these teams heading into game fives or game sevens pass this year really does feel different. That's not to say it's for sure that they're going to get it done on Saturday, but it is to say that, yeah, they should feel a lot better about it. And I'm really just telling myself, so should I. No, I agree with you hundred percent. And they've never, one thing they've never had is a game seven at home with a full building, a loud crowd behind them. That'll be a difference. Uh, and I think they can't afford to get off to a slow start, dig themselves the 2-0 lead like they have the past three games. Full credit for the Maple Leafs, to the Maple Leafs for battling back. Um, when you think maybe they'd fold, they didn't in Game 5, they didn't in Game 6, they regained the lead. All it came down to was special teams. And not just special teams, but a 5-on-3 goal, right? Like mm-hmm. that was their, their only undoing. And then when it got to overtime, they had to run a play. Uh, I thought they had more chances. Like they, they were dominant. And, you know, Braden Point gets one look. Braden Point's a difference maker. Give some credit to the Lightning for hanging in there and then seizing their opportunity. And this, I, I can't recall a series where it's just, you know, the series of the counterpunchers. No one has strung two wins together in a row. Uh, one team gets the, the Leafs get them down, the Lightning battle back. Um, and if you're a Leafs fan, you just hope that pattern continues and they, and they win one at home here. So, and I like the fact of Aris Matthews that looking ahead to game seven, that, well, that's what you have to do. But we kind of talked about the ghost of Kerry Fraser 29 years ago, game six in Los Angeles about uh, a missed call uh, on the high stick from Gretzky on Gilmore. I know we're stretching it a bit, but what, what did you no, think? For, no, we're not. It's but, the exact same. But for two, refer- <laughs> two referees that let a lot go, which I didn't mind, that it looked like, I mean, that looked like kind of, uh, the, the second one was a killer to put them two men down, but it looked like a phantom high stick on Cal foot. Yeah, it was right. Like it, it, it got the shoulder. Um, and Sheldon Keefe addressed that. He said, you know what? I have the benefit of slow motion replay. 
I, I can see that it, you know, it wasn't a, a real high stick, but in real time, the refs missed it. And it just gets compounded, right? Because Ale- poor Alexander Kerfoot, right? He, he makes that horrible gaffe uh, that gifts on Andre Platt the opening goal. Uh, and then he responds quite well. I, I thought he had a decent game, and he, it was, he was dogged on that forecheck on the penalty kill and then takes a high stick on, on Hedman 200 feet from his own net. And, you know, the Leafs had, had battled back so hard, and you just can't give a five-on-three to, to Tampa Bay Lightning. You just can't. Um, they just have too many weapons. Uh, so it, 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 it's a tough one because I, I do think the Maple Leafs deserve a better fate here. But it's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be hard. Uh, and we're going to see what they're made of on, on Saturday. Yeah, that's it, right? It all comes down to, to this moment. You know, uh, one one guy I do have to talk to you about is is John Tavares. He gets a pair of goals tonight. Uh, you know, there was there was a lot wanting from his play early on in this series. And not to say he wasn't doing good things, but he wasn't contributing the way an $11 million guy has to. You know, I'd be lying if I wasn't uh, dreaming of a few moments there where he had some, cre- some looks in overtime. And is the Leafs captain going to score an OT winner uh, that's a hat-trick goal to get them to the next? And it wasn't meant to be, but uh, I feel like Tavares has stepped up in just just a huge way and you know forget forget the goal he scores late in the well both of them but the the goal really late in the second period there but the fact that he wins the draw like three straight times it just gives you faith that he's going to be able to come through in the these big moments and you know for a guy we were kind of questioning earlier on in the series he has stepped up maybe the most of everybody over the past couple games yeah i'd agree agree with that back-to-back big game by the captain big points and that's all you need right you don't need the guy to get on the scoreboard every single night. You just have, need him to show up in the, in the big moments. And I thought he's been fantastic in these last two games. Uh, you know, contributing, uh, staying with it on the forecheck. Like you said, he's been a beast in the, in the face-off circle uh, the, the entire playoffs. And I, I like his attitude, too. He, he, like, when he says he doesn't care about scoring, he just cares about doing what he can to help the team win. I mean, a lot of players say it. Uh, but you could tell that, that he means it. You know, he's, he hasn't made that many mistakes. He's been responsible, and, his, and now his chances are coming. Um, it, it, it's, it's kind of crazy to think that he's been on his game. We've seen some great flashes from William Nylander. Matthews and Marner have been fantastic, particularly at home. Andre Vasilevsky has a, a sub-900 save percentage. Like, everything you kind of want from the Leafs, and they haven't won the thing yet. Like, this is this is a, a tougher opponent than they've ever played in the past. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like they're the back-to-back defending cup champs and uh, yeah. they're going for three straight. You're, you're right. I mean, you, you could throw in more things about that, right? The camp line's been everything you, you could dream of Morgan Riley, finding his way onto the score sheet, all of these boxes that if I would have told you heading into this series, you go, Oh, surely, surely the Leafs will get it done. And who knows? Maybe, maybe they do on Saturday night, but man, it is uh, I think, I think that is probably the best Testament possible to just how loaded and, and deep that, that Tampa team is uh, Luke always, always, enjoy the chats with you i hope we get to have more because if they lose in game seven we're gonna have no more post game shows so i won't get to talk like i mean I'll, I'll still bother you throughout the summer but man i hope we get to talk to you again luke thanks so much for the time tonight all right have a great night be optimistic there's, there's still a chance here wow okay i needed to hear that not gonna lie uh, no, there, there, well, there you goes, picked them in seven right you, I, okay i picked I, them in seven it's i in picked eight. them in seven in the sense of like Let's put it out there in the world. I would like the Leafs to win this series. I, until it happens, I, I, you know, we've, we've all been talking about this team ad nauseum for the past couple of weeks and making the rounds and 
Until it happens, I can't believe it's going to. I, I let myself believe until the Kerfoot hide stick. Even when the camp one happened, I said, okay, they can kill that off. But then the second one right after, I, I, I felt like it was a kiss of death. And, hey, anything can happen in overtime. But, and anything can happen in game seven. But, man, we've been down this road so many times. I would love, I'm not even going to say proven wrong because I'm not saying they can't do it. It's just until I see it, I can't, I can't put myself there, Gordo. Well, I believe we're going to see it on Saturday. Okay, yes, there we and I go. believe we'll be talking to Luke on the airwaves for many, many, well, many, many weeks to come. Weeks to come, anyway. There we That's go. That's my belief. There we go. Gord Stellick, Brent Gutting. We will be back with a post game pod. Oh, there will be tears, either happy or sad. Uh, when we're <laughs> breaking down a game seven for the Leafs and Lightning that goes Saturday at Scotiabank Arena. Producer Sam McKee. Andrew Dutch Holland keeping us on the air tonight. Thanks so much. It has been Leafs Nation postgame. Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan.